Here the old gods are dead. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, uh, this is a creepy wee podcast. I'm Rebecca with Liam. Hello. Wait, that was, I was trying to be Adele, but then I realized I can't say immediately. immediately. <laughs> is it no Lionel Richie? I thought that's <laughs> Wait, I do kind of give Lionel Richie in a sense. No, you do. Wait, you do. What, which one's Lionel Richie? Nicole Richie's one with... dad. Yes. Okay, I know the one. <laughs> What have you been up to, Liam? What have I been up to? So, as we know, um, it's Lent season. So, as an act of discipline, I gave up chocolate for Lent, which I was like, oh. I was kind of like, oh, this is an easy thing to do for me because, like, oh, I don't have that much chocolate. I'm not that fond of chocolate, but it has been taunting me. And I forgot that, like, giving up chocolate during Lent is, like, the most difficult thing to do because the whole, like, Easter egg situation. Oh, yeah. So... Putting yourself through it. Yeah, and then everywhere I go, there's chocolate. <laughs> everywhere you look, there's a hem. Um, and it's <laughs> but like the it just the worst of the worst things happened today. And I don't know how this even happens because I want to know the statistics on how likely this was to happen. Because I was in Sainsbury's after my exam, I had an exam, I did analysis exam today, and I was like, okay, I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to get like. Like, you know, Sainsbury's have, like, cookies and granola things, um, mm-hmm. like, bags of them. So I was going to get, like, a, a bag of the, like, granola bar things that have, like, fruit and stuff in them. And it literally, it says granola on the label. Like, I still have it. I, this will be in our um, uh, out-of-context post because I'm going to post a picture of this. <laughs> um, but inside the bag was, like, chocolate chip shortbread. <laughs> I've never been so mad in my fucking life. So Sainsbury's, fuck you. Because <laughs> that cost me like 150 or something. Like it was a lot of money. Uh, and I know, like I didn't, I was like, I'm not going to buy another thing because that's just like disgusting. And also like going back into the shop and like, that's embarrassing if someone sees me. Like, queen go- in the Sainsbury's bakery thought they were doing like something soon for someday being like, oh, they're going to buy these raisin granola bars and it's actually going to be like chocolate chip cookies. Little did they know. Yeah, <laughs> that this would so, actually be taunting you. 
Yeah. I mean, good for you for no caving, because you texted me a bit and I was like, well, bitch, did you eat them? Because I would have. No, I let Narius eat them. He ate two, and then he was like, no, you have to take them or I'll eat them. And I'm like, I'm literally mid-Lent. Why would you make me take them? <laughs> I but... never do Lent. I never do it. Okay, well, maybe I'm just better than you. <laughs> no tea. Tea, tea, tea. I, there is a few things that I should give up, but I won't. I mean, um... Guinness. Guinness is what I should give up. <laughs> Um, I I was gonna I was gonna say um coke, but anyway, this isn't an intervention. <laughs> Maybe it should be. Speaking of interventions and things that I should stop, um, I've been watching Pretty Little Liars with my girlfriend because she's never seen it before, and I was <laughs> obsessed with it in high school. And I was like, I was like, oh my god, this program's so good! Like, it's so good to theorize who A is. Like, have you done it in Pretty Little Liars? Is like a like a teen show for the 2010s where like a group of lassies get stalked by this villain called A who like taunts them and cyber release them basically and um, we were watching it together and she was there's a plot line where a teacher sleeps with her student and then there's another plot line where uh, one of the girls the main girls has like an affair with her older sister's like husband or ex-friend or something and he's (laughs) old and she's like 16 and apparently this affair started when he was 15 and I was like oh my god this program's food pedophiles and no me my girlfriend was just like you like this <laughs> and I was like um when I was in high school it seemed to be really hot and you know, I've obviously got the creeps so I've had to stop watching Pretty Little Liars not hot Becca <laughs> the teacher's like I don't think he's fit now but when I was in high school I thought he was really fit um his name's uh-huh. Ezra Fitz, so like Mr. Fitz. Um, uh-huh. But we all fancied him when we were in high school. Like when we watched it, we were like, oh my God, Ezra and Ari are so hot. And now I'm watching it and I'm like, every scene where they kiss and they kiss quite a lot and they have sex quite a lot, it's actually filthy. So mm. Marlene, uh-huh. and we've got beef. Well, I'm kind of upset now because it was one of my favourite programmes and obviously that speaks a lot of it, like my media intake. But Because <laughs> um, we had just come off the back of watching Twin Peaks. So I was like, oh, we should watch something like a wee bit more lighthearted, but still kind of weird. And weird we were. Because <laughs> um, it was just pedophiles, so that's that. Speaking of your favourite programmes, um, X-Files. <laughs> oh my god, true, true, true. That is actually my favourite programme. My favourite programmes are Twin Peaks and the X-Files. This week's episode is going to be Scottish Alien Encounters, which, historical, I would say, um, but normally we would like have like a listener mail section here. We're going to do something a wee bit different this week because... A friend of the pod, a bestie of the pod, has sent in a voice note that we're going to play about her alien encounter. If you have got any abduction stories, any UFO stories or anything like that, you can either send them via voice note or message on Instagram at the Creepy Wee Podcast, Twitter at the Creepy Wee Pod, or you can email them to the Creepy Wee Podcast at gmail.com. So here's an abduction story for one of your besties. Okay, so I'm going to preface this by saying I was on drugs, so take from that what you will. But that night, we'd been taking stuff or whatever, and it was a weird night anyway because I completely blacked out. And then, like, when I came to again, I was just, like, in a really random place, like, don't know how I got there. And then when I finally, like, went home and went to sleep, the dreams I had were really weird. The last dream I can remember was I'm, like, falling in between buildings and then like I hit 
back in my bed and then I wake up and my instant thought is just like, I feel like I've been abducted by aliens. And then what makes it really weird though is I text somebody that I was out with that night being like, I know this sounds stupid, but I feel like I've just been abducted by aliens. And they were like, oh my God, me too. And I was like, I was having the weirdest dreams um, that I was like falling through buildings and the person was like oh my god I literally just woke up from the exact same dream so we were both freaking out being like oh my god we just got abducted and then dropped back in our beds but I don't know just a weird experience wait for applause uh- <laughs> <laughs> right Liam what do you make of that <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the immediate off the bat, I was on drugs to do with that what you will, (laughs) sent me. I literally, like, well, obviously we watched this early. We didn't actually pause the show um, behind the curtain, breaking the fourth wall. But anyway, (laughs) um, when I watched it, I spent like a solid like 30 seconds just reminiscing over the fact that that was her preface to the whole story. (laughs) I I was like... Okay, so <laughs> well, take it with I've, a grain of salt. I've heard this before and specifically asked this person to send it in. And obviously they were on drugs, but <laughs> as someone as someone who may or may not have <laughs> taken drugs in the past. For legal reasons, you have never done that. <laughs> and would never condone anybody else saying that. But like when I have, I've never had a dream before. Like I normally like genuinely it's just black out, nay REM sleep, nay dreams. Like, we hey brains up and we go to bed. But as soon as she said that she was, like, dreaming and, like, she had had several dreams and then, like, that just makes me, that just makes me believe them. Like, no, I actually, like, believe women. I do believe her, but I just thought it was funny. <laughs> but, no, um... but, like, I remember at the time it happened and they told us about it and I was like, oh, my fucking God. I was like, that's so scary. Like, falling back into your bed after falling, like, past loads of buildings. Like, as if she had been dropped through the sky. Yeah, I feel like... Alien abduction is one of my biggest fears. Like <laughs> I, I was saying this to you no know, matter I was like, aliens genuinely scare me more than ghosts do. Oh, by far. Ghosts by aren't far. always nasty. No. Know? Well, I don't Well, who knows if aliens are nasty, but... Um, well, you can't, like... You'd have to for consent before you take someone out of bed, you know? Like, <laughs> that's insane. Um, but... Um, if I were her friend, like, I find it funny because, like, you know how she was saying, and then I messaged my friend, she's like, oh my god, I just had the same thing. Like, I, as a friend, like, I'm not saying her friend did this, but I, as a friend, if my friend said that to me, I would gaslight them for fun. Um, so I'd be like, oh my god, me too. That just happened to me as well. (laughs) (laughs) So you were on drugs and you were like, oh my god, I think that happened to me too. And it's like, you actually just, like, pissed the bed or something, but... (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of alien abduction stories, that's the best segue we've done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hold for applause. Hold for applause. Hold for applause. Okay. Uh, we'll take a wee break and then we'll come back and I've got a wee story about an alien. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. An abduction. And by abduction story, I totally didn't mean that because I just went to read my story and Liam had to stop me and tell me that he picked the same one. So... (laughs) Um, yeah, in true Creepy Wee podcast fashion, I left all my research till the last minute. And then <laughs> I was like, okay, and then I read all the Rebecca's texts, like, okay, don't do this one, don't do this one. And I read one of her texts entirely wrong. <laughs> um, and I was like, okay, I'll do that one. And <laughs> I was like, um, Rebecca's main source. And now um, five mental breakdowns, a crying episode, a 20 minute pause uh later i rewrote a whole story so um (laughs) so good job i had a backup as the capricorn that i am my story is a alien encounter in fife where i am from uh close to my heart so in kennaway two girlies lynn and jean and a 10 year old boy i'm assuming that's one of their children called peter left their house to go to a local shop so this was on the 24th of september around 7 30 p.m and in 1996 they can it was 7 30 p.m because it was timed by the start of a television program disney say which one i would love to ken but i'm going to assume that it was either corey or emmerdale uh, <laughs> so it was dark at this time of year obviously but it was a clear and dry night the opening scenario is kind of reminiscent of the betty and barney hill case ufologist or ufologists will know not ufologist do you know until today i had never heard of the term ufologist 
Oh, I know it well. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, Lynn is in the front passenger seat and Jean is driving. Lynn spots a bright oval-shaped light flying really low down in the sky and she watched it for a few settings wondering what the fuck it could be and then turned away and then she looked back and the single light had then split into two circles of light. Uh, at this point, Lynn's basically got her full face like pressed up to the dashboard, and she's like nudging uh, Jean to look. Jean looks, and they both of them like it's no moving; it's like hovering above the road, like, and it doesn't look like a helicopter, and it doesn't look like a plane. So it's obviously a UFO. Neither of them had like clocked onto that at that point, though. So Jean slows the car down to like a walking pace, and it's just hovering right in front of the car. The object then moves to their left and hovers like a like behind a, a farmhouse, which they can see the silhouette because the the craft is like emitting so much light. And then the field below the craft then like lights up like fireworks have gone off. So there's like all these different colours coming for the craft. Then suddenly the UFO moves away and rotates and displays like a series of small red dots of light coming for it. Jean and Lynn look at this and then go, all right, and then just drive away and go and get caught. <laughs> Wait, that's kind of you. Yeah, that's I know. kind of you. Like seeing it and then being Prioritizing. Like, okay, what can I do about this? Nothing. I'm going to go and get my Nescafe. Um, Not my problem. <laughs> so on their way back, they're confronted by it again when they pass the original site of the encounter. And as suddenly as it arrived, it disappears into the night. Lynn notices that three cars were travelling behind them, although there was no indication that any of their occupants had seen the mysterious object and then when they return home they mm. obviously like all sit and talk about it and decide <laughs> at 9.45pm that they'll drive back so they drive back and they see a blue glow what? coming through the woods um, at the why side of the you... car I, I have no idea why they did this I would certainly why would you do that and they take the kid every single time they take Peter they see a blue glow coming through the woods and they see in the distance Mr Burns teeth <laughs> literally it was no. Mr Burns the whole time <laughs> no this is what this is what it reminded me of. so they see <laughs> they see the craft is like in amongst the trees and it's loading but it's hovering and amongst the trees and beside the uh, the craft, they see several small entities, none of which are human. They're quite small, and then above them is a tall individual. Its height is estimated at around seven feet, which seem to be the char- in charge of the smaller companions. And understandably frightened, Jean and Lynn turn the car around and drive home. And then they start talking about it again. They're like kiki in and they're like no maybe we should go back so <laughs> why i don't know they've went back like three times like peril is cheap in the 90s obviously i would not be doing this some people deserve to be abducted like <laughs> that's on you and then this time they go back but they've got a pair of binoculars that i think belong to peter <laughs> and uh, not the stealth operation so they're like <laughs> They're like that fucking that giffy that pigeon. It's like the binoculars. <laughs> I can't believe they just like kikied about this like several times and then decided to go back. Anyway, so they've got the binoculars and they're like in the car and they're like looking into the woods and the the craft is still there and they see groups of small creatures transporting boxes and tube shaped objects from the woods towards the craft. And then Lynn described them as having very big, dark eyes with heads too big for their bodies, and they didn't appear to have mouths. The taller supervisor was still visible, and they both said that he had like like light brown skin and narrow eyes, but still had like a huge head and huge limbs and stuff. Very creepy. Wait, no, hold, pause. Pause. So this is in Fife, it's in the woods, it's... <laughs> 
humanoid creatures with big black eyes um, that don't quite resemble humans. This is literally just you and your friends on a mad one. <laughs> They've literally just seen you. <laughs> with like webbed feet and shit. Um, so the incident actually has quite a terrifying ending described by Jean. She says that suddenly dozens of bubble-like things came out of the woods and were flying around us like four feet away. But they were like hovering motionless as they reached them. And they were all alike and they could see through these bubbles and each one of them had small creatures inside that had big black eyes and big heads. But these these were like floating egg bubble mm-hmm. things that had like tiny wee aliens in them. Hink like the jelly aliens that like you rub together and they got pregnant, remember them. Um yeah, I wait, did they, so did they actually get pregnant? Because they everyone always told me they got pregnant, but I never like no, were they were they It's an urban legend. Was that, I think it's yeah, an urban that's legend. what I thought. Um, I thought, because like, I was like, how did they reproduce? <laughs> That's the kind of vibe that I got for like the wee creatures that are like floating around them. At this point, the craft is like, there's there's kind of like a rave going on. So there's like red, green and blue lights like <laughs> pulsing for the craft and that's how they're able to see all these wee creatures in these bubbles. So they go home after, they, like they run as soon as like these creatures come up to them they like beeline out of there and they finally decide no to go back and weeks after um, the incident okay. <laughs> weeks after the incident was over Lynn began to have dreams of being taken into a craft so it appears that she did actually she actually was abducted that's on her like <laughs> all the people that were there though decided not to go under hypnosis mayhaps because in fife you would probably be ripped into for doing that um, <laughs> but this is where i kind of stopped believing in it um because the source for this is a red top rag so it's like the sun or something like that fuck knows um but peter the 10 year old who was present the original incident claimed that a shiny grey alien was in his bedroom and went down to the breakfast table with him and even accompanied him in a taxi to school one day. It was Kate Bush. It was Kate Bush. She came in through the window. (laughs) (laughs) Kathy. (laughs) So that's my five tale. I can remember reading that in the Mick X book, so that's why I had that saved as a backup. It's like a part of me knew... I would literally bully all of these people, but like. <laughs> I mean, the fact that they no. kept going back, I don't know, wouldn't it be me? The brass neck. I can't. <laughs> Why would you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's scary, but like, it seems a bit fantastical. Your story, however, is much more believable. But Liam, do you want to share your, my story with us? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm like, I enjoy, I'm glad we got, had that mix up because I enjoyed that story. I'm like, like, I wouldn't have got to hear that. I'm kind of impressed that I put that in my arms. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I can't lie. I'm shocked. I thought you were going to like go, uh, 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 and then like you just did the damn thing. Wait, now I want you to tell both because you told that so much better than I would. Okay. Do you want me to do it? Yeah, we're, we're retconning. Okay. Becca's going to tell both stories because I am enjoying her doing it better. Okay. <laughs> this story is quite famous um and by famous i mean that it's been in like the edinburgh evening times and stuff um so dark and stormy night on august 17th 1992 gary wood and colin wright were delivering a satellite tv system to their friend in the village of tarbrax which is about 50 miles away from edinburgh no for the gen yeah, z's <laughs> satellite tv system <laughs> um 
Uh, I had to Google what it was. <laughs> I didn't. I, I can kind of go in my head because I had one of these. But it, I think it's like the satellite dish that accompanies a skybox for you to get sky. Yeah. So they're traveling to their friend in Tarbrax to set up this system for them. God knows why they're doing this at 10 p.m. at night, but they are. They set up, yeah. they set up at 10 p.m. And they expect their journey to take no more than half an hour. So they're driving along the A7A, which passes through... Once it passes through the outlying suburbs of Curry and Balerno, immediately enters a bleak, expansive moor that stretches the whole length of the Pentland Hills. Basically, the A70s, it's not a motorway, it's a road that like basically goes like through the Pentland Hills and then basically travels much of the borders. Uh, yeah, it's a big windy bitch. Yeah. The locals call it the Langwang. Yeah. Langwang? The Langwang. And I literally had to message like a... <laughs> an author of Scots and be like, is this how you say this? <laughs> no, do we all want to know how stupid I am? <laughs> because I didn't, like, I saw Becca send this message and then I text her saying, oh, I know how to say this because I have been on this road and with a local, so I know how to say it. Um, and then I told her how to say it, knowing that I had also seen this in the story. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's fine. And I didn't think, oh, maybe we're researching the same thing. <laughs> um, so... You know, it's been a long day. I I did a, a test this morning. Sainsbury's fucked me over this afternoon. And then this was bound to happen. So take what you can get with this podcast, you know? We'll be more careful. <laughs> um, so We were careful. I just can't read. You're illiterate. Lee Michelle. Lee Michelle. Lee Michelle. <laughs> She'll never overcome the can't read allegation. They're on the long one. Uh, Tarbrax actually lies off the main road itself, but even then... It's an extremely isolated place, like it's not a big village by any means. As Colin and Gary drive towards the Harperig Reservoir, about five miles from Blerno, the car is approaching a blind bend in the road when Gary, who's driving, hears Colin shout out, what the fuck is that? Now, the source says that Gary called it, uh, Colin called out, what the hell is that? But I can't imagine that's actually what he yeah. said. He said, so, what the fuck? Yeah, he looks up and he sees a very large object hovering about 20 feet above the road and he estimates that the object is about 30 feet wide, black in colour and resembled a, quote, classic flying saucer and it was windowless and it looked as if it were made of a solid metallic substance. Now, I read this story to my girlfriend earlier and she was like, so like metal then? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, no tea. (laughs) I was reading this and I was like... So metal that I actually just had written. They saw a metal spaceship with no windows or lights because, like, like call a spade a spade. Like, we don't need to be journalistic with this. They saw metal, you know. So, like metal, then. Um. So, this is hovering in the middle of the road and shitting it. Gary puts his foot down on the accelerator in an attempt to drive underneath the object and get away from the scene as fast as possible. So, as the car passes underneath they're plunged into what Colin would later describe as a void of blackness. And he also described a shimmering curtain falling around them, which he described as being like a static TV set. In the darkness, they feel a shunt on the back of the car. And then, which only seemed like moments later, they were back on the starlit road once again. Gary immediately drives off at a high speed because he's shit in his cell. And they arrive at Tarbrick's at 12.45am. Wait, queer coding. But I read that like he was struggling to get control of the car when it came back onto the road, because he was going so fast. I would be shitting myself. But then they sort of like looked in each other's eyes for a second, and I was like, well, that's um, 
queer coded. I enjoyed that. Oh, he like got um, the confidence after looking into Colin's eyes. <laughs> and then they kissed. Um, yeah. So, but like, no, it was more like they looked at each other in fear and were like, oh, so you experienced the same thing I did, which is nice. From a bond. Both men noticed that when they arrived, it was a bit two hours later than they had expected it to be. So they had set off at 10pm and it was now 12.45am the following morning, meaning that it had taken five times as long as they had expected to reach their destination and they had no recollection of their missing time. After the encounter, Gary begins to experience various unpleasant symptoms, including headaches and bouts of extreme nervousness. Me when I do poppers. Like literally who among us? (laughs) (laughs) Um, He quickly connects these sensations with the strange vision that he had had on the A7A. Having tried but failed to contact the Scottish Earth Mysteries research, Gary eventually contacted a UFO investigator, Malcolm Robinson. He convinces the witnesses to undergo hypnosis in an attempt to account for their missing time. So they have a few sessions where an experienced hypnotherapist called Helen Walters details an abduction by small grey extraterrestrials emerges. It appears that when they had tried to drive underneath the craft that they were taken on board, and his account of what had taken place on board the alien craft, Gary describes one of the greys having a translucent bone-shaped arms with long fingers. And whilst in the spacecraft, he saw a hole in the floor that was filled with some kind of sticky fluid. No. Uh, the whole hallway smells like cum. <laughs> the whole hallway smells like cum. <laughs> No, that's just where my. <laughs> but like, if you've, if you've ever watched the X Files, they hear like a black sticky liquid that aliens kind of hang it in, so it could be something like that. Um, obviously, that's a really good source. <laughs> so, when he was looking down into this like sticky hole, uh, he sees he's seen a head appear. At... Name of my sex. <laughs> he's he's seen a head appear out of the fluid with a body and two arms and then Gary says the creature must have been not a big creature looking down into a sticky hole (laughs) (laughs) this story is so fucking claggy (laughs) so Gary says that the creature must have been pretty big bigger than me it was like a skeleton with uh, translucent flesh around it it had long arms really long arms and a long body really skinny with skin tight to the bone me yeah, i knew you were going to me. say that I literally hate him literally. i hate in my notes liam's going to call himself skinny <laughs> so he described the na as having a large head with two prominent but non-human dark eyes and its flesh appeared discoloured and translucent. Um, these strange beings communicated with Gary using telepathy, which is a common theme amongst other encounters with greys that other people have had that I've heard. Like Betty and Barney Hill said the same thing about the greys that abducted them. So apparently yeah. the greys let him ken through telepathy that the reason for abducting them appeared to be to have carried out some kind of examination. Uh yeah. These remembered incidents were far from reassuring for either abductee, although Colin appears to have been less concerned about the incident than Gary. <laughs> like, <laughs> Gary's absolutely traumatised that he's been, like, probed. And Colin's like, not NBD, like, get it. <laughs> Colin enjoyed it. Bossy bottom Colin. <laughs> What's he like? Um, see, this is the thing. People always talk about, like, translucent saying, like all skinny aliens and I'm like are you forgetting Tilda Swinton lives in Scotland I was maybe you didn't experience just... what you 
I was like, what? <laughs> which weird looking celebrity am I going to reference? <laughs> <laughs> so Gary has said that he continues to have experiences and visits for alien beings, which he finds disturbing. But can we like trust this testimony? Like, would we have even heard about it if it wasn't for hypnosis? Yeah, well, this is the thing. I was thinking, like, this is very Scientology. The place is literally called Strange Phenomena Investigations. Like, that's where they got the hypnosis done. Like, it's called SPI. <laughs> My tea was that if you've ever, like, studied the satanic panic, hypnosis can often lead to witnesses recounting details that are manifestly incorrect. So, like, during the satanic panic cases in America children provided false testimony abuse when put under hypnosis and that actually often ended in their parents or their teachers being falsely imprisoned because they had been influenced to recount these kinds of stories so obviously if you were gone underneath hypnosis on the dollar like a ufologist then it would probably be influenced in a way where you would say something like this however yeah as much as false memory syndrome must be considered an, as a possibility in this case, both witnesses remain adamant about the reality of their encounter and the strange craft that they came across and the missing time out of their lives. Neither witness contacted the police because they felt that this story would not be believed. And as for what happened to Gary's car during the period of the abduction, if they were taken from their car and returned to it at least an hour later, then the vehicle must have been stored and kept somewhere because it's not as if... it. Like, it was only, like, 10 o'clock yeah. at night. It isn't like as it, it could have sat there in the middle of the road for, like, near enough three hours and nothing. Nobody would have come across it. It is quite a... It's a main yeah. road. Like, lorries drive up it. Um, so we might never know exactly what happened on the A7A, but if you believe, like me and Liam do, then it was definitely something extraterrestrial. And I think this story's a lot more believable than the Fife encounter. Oh, yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. I did do some digging um, and I googled um, most popular drugs 1992 and weed, ecstasy, mm. cocaine. Mm. Um, so it could just be they were having a good time. I mean, I also found out, well, this was a source from America, but I found out that there was a huge uptick for like five years of acid between 1992 and 1995. <laughs> Do with that what you will. Gary and Colin <laughs> like, were part MK Ultra, and that's how they seem <laughs> aliens. <laughs> well, the the hypnosis, the alleged acid that they will never escape, and um, that I just alleged, like it's all adding up. <laughs> uh, but I did find it funny that, like, well, actually, I felt really bad for Gary because he was so traumatized, and he was like, he, he didn't want to go to the police because he thought he would be bullied, rightfully so. Rightfully so. Um. But he ended up sending a like, report to the British UFO Research Association called Bephora, <laughs> which I had never heard of before. And I went to their website and it looks like it must have looked in 1992. Like it looks like an early 90s like online chat room. And I'm like, we're not sponsored, but like I'm just begging people to get Squarespace. <laughs> like... <laughs> It takes less than a second for someone to decide they don't want to go to your website. I also tried to Google what the, like, impact factor, the journal articles from um, Bephora are. Anything less than four is considered not really as credible. I couldn't even find one for them, so I'm not sure if anyone's really observing them as, like, serious. But, mm. again, do with that what you will. Well, uh, as an academic... <laughs> And a researcher into the paranormal. I believe them. I believe them because, like, 
it's more fun to believe them. Yeah. Genuinely, aliens terrify me so much. So stories like this, like, I genuinely think I'm going to hear nightmares the night about aliens, but it is always fun to recount them. I think this was kind of a fun episode in the end. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Yeah, I really enjoyed Did it. You enjoy yeah, it? I really enjoyed it. I'm going <laughs> to look so forward to um, editing this at 9.20 at night. No, to be fair, we were, so we were meant to record at 8 <laughs> and we started recording at half 7 and thank fuck we did because yeah. we're still on time. The spirit really told me what I needed to know today, you know? <laughs> well, at least you... I can't believe this happened. You've, you've sat an exam, Liam. Like, actually, stop beating yourself up. Everybody send off in the comments, send your love for Liam. But... Yeah. <laughs> that's us for this episode. Remember to rate and review on iTunes and Spotify, five stars or nothing else. If you leave a comment, it really helps. It'll help other people find our show. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at the Creepy Wee Podcast, Twitter at the Creepy Wee Pod, and you can email us the, at the Creepy Wee Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you and bye. What are you waiting for? <laughs> what are you waiting for? Wait, do we have a special guest to say what are you waiting for? Because I think that's something that we might start doing. Oh, if shit. Yeah. If, um, any- if anyone wants to send us voice memos so I don't have to do it every day, you can do it. Yeah, if anybody wants to send their impression, what are you waiting for? Huh? I'll do the next one. I'll get the ball rolling. That was good. I'll get the ball rolling. That was good. I'll get the ball rolling. Okay, <laughs> right. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.